because she and him had been dating and I guess they had broken up or something and she kind of wanted her revenge or, you know, you do things out of anger. Um, I guess, can you just like, I, I'm talking blind here, this whole yeah. situation. Can, can you clue me like a little bit, like what happened? Just, just like a little bit. You don't need to say anything like verbatim, but just like some hints. Um, he had maybe some health issues that he wasn't telling people about that he needed to. And yeah, that's like the biggest thing. Like mental health? No, like um, sexual health. Mm, um. I'm going to keep saying it. Pay your fucking dues. It's the name of the goddamn podcast. We've definitely paid our dues. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Ash Kennedy, and welcome back to another episode here of Pay Your Dues. If you are new here, make sure to go ahead and hit that subscribe button, whatever platform you're listening on, and also make sure to pay your own dues by subscribing to the OnlyFans for exclusive access to that visual podcast, OnlyFans.com slash pay your dues. Today, I am being joined by a lovely young lady herself. Uh, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourselves to all of our doers out there? Yes. Um, hi, guys. My name's Gabby. It's great to be here. And you are enrolled at an SEC school, is that correct? Yes, sir. I currently go to LSU. The Louisiana State University. Good so, <laughs> is that Geo Tigers or like a G-E-A-U-X? Yeah, the G-E-A-U-X. We got to have our like French spelling on everything. The, the French look to that. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from originally? Um, originally, I'm from like the Dallas area of Texas. Um, I'm studying psychology. I'm about to graduate. I'm actually done in December. So I'll probably end up moving back to Texas afterwards. What was it about LSU that made you decide to go to school there? Um. I hate when people ask me this question because honestly, like I heard it was such a big party school and my senior year self was like, oh, that sounds so great. I need to do something like that. So I knew I wanted to go to an SEC school and I knew I wanted a school that had good football and I'd been to Louisiana just a couple times and I liked the culture here. So I decided I could do LSU and here I am. Was there any other uh, big schools that you visited? I did not apply or visit to any other schools. It was always LSU. Basically just suicide applied <laughs> to uh, LSU. Yep, pretty much. Oh, understood. I can't respect that. Do you have like family ties to LSU or something? Yeah. Some, well, my stepmom's stepmom went to LSU, but she's the only one. So now I'm her favorite for that reason. Very interesting. So like, did you grow up as like an LSU fan? No, not really. Not really. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Because I actually interviewed a guy like a little over a month ago. Mm -hmm. uh, he was from Louisiana, but he went to Texas. And it's it's just like interesting. It's like it's almost like the opposite situation. He says that he hated LSU fans growing up. <laughs> but Yeah, there are a lot. I don't I do not blame him for that. I've heard that LSU fans are nice. Is that not true? Um I think it depends on the circumstance and the fans. I I know when we play other schools, 
at LSU. So when they come to Death Valley and they're in the student section, it probably doesn't go very well for them. I've seen people get thrown, like stuff thrown at them. I've seen people just like terrorized in the stadium. But um, like we'll go out to the bars after games and everyone's just partying together. I know when Tennessee came a couple weeks ago, we were all at the bar and it was a really good time. Everyone was just dancing together. So so is LSU one of those places where if they lose, it's a different vibe? Or is it a school that win or lose, we booze? Yeah, definitely win or lose, we booze. We say um, at the end of the day, we're going to be a tailgate school. So we definitely tailgate very hard for the games. Um, I only stayed like out of all four years, I only stayed at one game the whole time. And that's actually pretty common for the students just because we pregame the game so hard. So please forgive me, like my math is not that good right now, but so you said you're a senior right now. Was that mean you were a freshman during the 2019 season mm-hmm. with, uh, with Joe Shiesty? Oh yeah, definitely. And how exciting was that? Um, that was probably the best year I'll ever live out of my whole life. So <laughs> knowing that I've already experienced as good as it gets is it's a little depressing now, but at the time, like it was amazing. I even went that season. I went up to Alabama when we played them there and beat them at home. And all me and my friends were supposed to spend the night and stay there. But that was the first time they had lost in so long that the fans were so mad that we all left. Like every person from LSU just went home that night. Like you guys were like actually like scared for like your safety. (laughs) Yeah. Damn. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Like normally, like most people are rational. Like I've seen, like I love going to away games. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I'm not wearing it right now, but I normally like, so I went to the university of Iowa. Mm -hmm. I went to Ohio state a few weeks ago. I've been to like a bunch of places, Maryland, Michigan, Nebraska. Most people are rational. Are you saying that the Alabama fans were just not not taking it lightly at all no at that time i don't think so everybody had a target on their back yeah and i think a part of it too is that was so big for us that we kind of wanted to be in our own space and celebrate with our people if that makes sense very very interesting yeah but yeah it was actually from a florida alumni that i was told that lsu people are the nicest fans in the world and I don't, maybe there's like no, no toxicity there because like it's East versus West, but yeah. I have no clue. Honestly, me either. I think it, it goes day by day. Like I'll see fans really nice. And sometimes I'll see fans that even I'm like taken back that people would act like that. So forgive my ignorance, but who is LSU's rival? Um, I don't know if we have just one I think we kind of see everybody as the enemy all the time um definitely Alabama is a really big game for us so we play there they're going to be here on Saturday so everyone's gearing up for that I'm really excited I think people are more excited too because we ended up beating Ole Miss by so much right uh, especially with when they were undefeated so no LSU's that's uh that sneaky team that depending how Saturday goes they might be the uh the West representative. Yeah. I'm really excited. We're really nervous. So hopefully we can pull it out. So you decided that, was it during your freshman year, right when you went to school there that you decided to join Greek life? Um, yeah, I had been debating it throughout the summer 
because when I graduated high school, like in, in high school, I never really saw myself as the sorority girl type. Um, but the high school that I went to, there was only two of us that even went to LSU at all. So, and as a, it was a guy. So I was like, okay, I do need to, you know, find a way to get out of my comfort zone and meet new people. And my grandma, the one that had gone to LSU, she rushed um, there. So I was like, okay, like if she did it, I might as well try it. And I can always back out if I don't like it. So last minute I decided to rush and yeah, I joined freshman year. So during rush, um, is LSU, I know that some schools do this. I have no clue. Is LSU one of the schools that they have people that are doing recruitment come in a little bit earlier for recruitment or is it just right there during like the first Um, week of class? Yeah. So LSU keeps kind of going back and forth on this. So my freshman year when everything was how it had always been, um, we did do it earlier. So the girls that were recruiting, they would come like two weeks before class started or something, like a couple weeks. And then we would come early, the girls that were rushing. And um, so they would have it during like the welcome week at LSU and everyone's kind of moving in and getting adjusted before classes start. But then after um, the pandemic and everything happened, they switched it up and then we went through rush and it was pushed back. And that was just a complete mess because people had to go to class and then come recruit. And it was just very chaotic. So this year, I actually did not recruit. I had an internship that kept me from that. But from what I saw, it was getting a little bit better, maybe on the time restrictions. Was that, I mean, is that fun that you didn't have to recruit, though? Because I've heard that work week and then take like being such a structured process that did you did you really miss out? No, I I am very thankful for my internship. I still have it now. Um, it's a great opportunity, but I'm very thankful that it got me out of that because I, yeah, I could not do that another year. So how strict is the rush process? So there was a girl that I knew who she did her freshman year at uh, University of Southern Mississippi, or maybe it's Southern Mississippi. I don't even, I honestly don't even know. And then she transferred to the University of Iowa And I thought at Iowa, we had a pretty strict rush process Mm -hmm. for sororities, but she said that in the, in the South quote, quote unquote, the South, it's much more intense. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to compare it to Northern schools. I haven't really had a lot of experience with them, but from what I've heard stereotypically, I would probably agree with her. Um, just all my friends in the South, it's definitely like girls will literally go their whole high school career, their whole life preparing to get into certain sororities and like making, no. And it's, (laughs) yo, what? (laughs) Yeah. Not, not a summer decision or like, not like a two weeks prior decision. Wow. No. And it's very interesting in Louisiana too, because the, the culture here, like Louisiana girls are very, very different from Texas girls. At least, you know, what I was around growing up and you know they their parents go to LSU their grandparents because there's really not a whole lot of I know a lot more people that stayed in Louisiana for college rather than going out of state while in Texas I know way more people that went out of state versus staying in state and so they plan their whole life around LSU it seems like so I I am curious to ask based on that at 
LSU are most, um, does it seem like most people are from Louisiana or is there a good mix from people from surrounding states? Um, I'd say definitely more from Louisiana. They have, they have a really good program here too. Um, it's called top. So a lot of them will get free tuition if their GPAs are high enough in high school and such. So a lot of people just stay in state. So do most people at LSU kind of have like that Southern uh, twang to like their talk or do most people talk? I mean, I don't consider, I don't consider you having an accent as far as I'm concerned. I think we talk the same way, Yeah. but I don't know. I've, I was told I this last weekend that I had an accent by some guy that I thought talked the same way I did. Yeah. I can hear a little accent um, for you. I think it kind of depends what part of Louisiana people are from because there's a lot of very rural towns here that people will come from and go to school from. And so they'll have more uh, like country accents, but then there's also a very prominent Cajun accent that you can hear, especially like more down South and in the new Orleans area. So it kind of just depends on the city. Okay. Since you actually like are in Louisiana currently, what I told some of my friends, like, so I'm down here located in South Florida there are some uh, friends of mine who went to FSU and mm-hmm. I was explaining to them uh, like the Louisiana accent mm-hmm. and they, they both cracked up and thought it was completely true. I said, it's like a little bit it, of like the Southern accent, you know, like a, like how they y'all. And yeah. it's like a little bit of that mixed with just like being kind of confused. Yeah, no, that's very accurate. Very, very accurate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Glad to hear that. I'm curious. And what is, what about my accent sounds different? I think you sound the same way I do. So like what sounds different? Um, I don't know how to pinpoint it exactly. I, I don't know. Like a lot of my mom's family is from up north too. So I guess I kind of can like group you in with that versus what I'm used to hearing down here. What parts up north? Um, they're from like the Pennsylvania. So like the Pittsburgh area. Okay. At- I've met anybody from the Midwest. As far as I'm concerned, they sound very similar. I can somewhat tell a difference between like Minnesota and Wisconsin accents yeah. a little bit, but no, like Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania, I think it's all the same okay. in my opinion. Yeah. So during recruitment, mm-hmm. what was it about your organization that had you kind of choose them simultaneously as they, as they chose you because it goes both ways? Um, I think a big part of it was kind of how I was describing earlier. So Greek life at LSU is very, very big. It's big for especially Louisiana um, natives. And so a lot of the sororities are very particular on girls who come in from out of state, which I've noticed and like all of my friends have noticed. So it kind of made the selection a little bit smaller than it normally would have been had I grown up in Louisiana, maybe. And they're very particular on Russian girls from certain towns, too. So if you're from a certain town, it could be a bad look or, you know, a better look. Um, So when I was in my organization, I or going through Rush. um, There were a couple that I was between. And one of them was the one that my grandma had originally rushed. But I really liked the one I ended up in because all of the girls that I met just felt so like genuine 
And people have told me this all the time, like my organization definitely feels most genuine, um, like less, way less like judgmental as some um, sororities have that kind of stereotype as being. So I didn't get that with my organization, which I really liked and kind of kept drawing me back. So the organization that your uh, grandmother was a part of, were you technically a legacy then? Mm-hmm. And was there anything about that one that kind of like stirred you away from it? Like where were the people kind of, I don't know, like pretentious or were you just kind of like too, too good for it? No, I definitely wouldn't say too good for it because um, I really do like all of the girls that were in that organization too. And it's funny because girls that it's very common that girls that end up in my organization or the other one. So the last round of, the last round of rush is your preference round. So you, it's very formal and you have usually two sororities that you're kind of between. Um, so girls who end with either my organization or that one usually have both of them. They're very similar, like vibe wise, I'd say, but um, the other one just wasn't me. And I, I really wanted it to be. And I think that's why I pursued it so hard because I wanted to be where my grandmother was but it got to the end and it just wasn't my vibe so that's why I ended up choosing the one that I did and you're still with it right like all through all four years yes did you see a lot of people throughout the years kind of drop off as maybe they already have their friends and they no longer need to pay their dues you could say oh yeah I we started out with my pledge class. Um, I don't remember exactly how many, but it's definitely gone down. I think there's like, it's probably, I don't know. There's probably like 20 to 30 of us graduating still in the organization when I think we started out with like 120 or something. Yeah. Oh, one twenty pledge class? Yeah. So what's... What's like the total organization numbers, like 300 or something? Yeah, it's probably around three, 350. Oh, <laughs> I thought that like the sororities at my school with like 200 members. I thought that was like big. Wow. No, and compared it's... to like other schools, like if you compare us to Alabama, like they have way more numbers than we do. So like how big are, how big is the house? Is the house like a, like a castle? No, the house has, the house can fit like, Girls that live in the house, there's usually about 60 of them. So it's three stories, um, I'd say 10 to 15 rooms on each floor. It's not, none of them are massive, I think, because they're older. And um, actually, one of the other sororities did just get a brand new house built. And it almost looks out of place because it's so big and the rest of them just aren't as large. So it was like the people that live in the house that typically like your sophomores? Yeah, so I would say definitely sophomores and juniors. And then if you are like on the executive council, they all live there. And I lived in the house my sophomore year and then also last year. Is that a requirement for the EC to live in the house? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Did you ever run for EC or try to get no. like a position? No, I... Um, I was involved freshman year, which I feel like is normal. You know, you're excited. It's something new. And then sophomore year and living in the house, I kind of witnessed all of the sides of it and just decided that that was not for me. So how was like the, uh, 
the new member ed process because I've, you know, I'm not making any accusations here, but I've heard that down south, like sororities typically don't have like strict new member ed things, but down south sometimes they have, you know, the washing machines or other <laughs> or other like stereotypical things. Yeah. So I know what you're talking about, um, but actually LSU, especially for the sororities, I'm not quite sure about the fraternities, so I won't speak on that. But we had an incident a couple years back where um, a gentleman um, ended up passing away because of said activities. So after that, LSU took many, many steps to prevent anything from like that from ever happening. So they're very, very strict on consequences for that. So we, I did not experience anything like that. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's fair. But like you're saying, like you can't speak on behalf of yeah. other organizations. Yeah. So at least in my experience, I did not, but you know, you hear rumors and things of stuff happening. So always. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So you said that Ellis used a big tailgate school. Mm-hmm. What is, what is a tailgate like in Baton Rouge? Okay. Um, what would I, what would I expect if there was an away game? LSU is hosting the Iowa Hawkeyes. Mm-hmm. It's cr- years down the road, maybe. <laughs> what would I expect as a visitor? Um, well, it definitely depends because, like, from my perspective, you're in, I'm in a sorority, so all of the fraternities have their own tailgates that they put on. So we just were allowed, so before I started going to LSU, all of the tailgates were all at the same place on our parade grounds and then my freshman year they moved them like way in this back corner of campus so all of the greek life was kind of on their own away from everybody and it was fine but i had always heard that it was more fun when we were with everybody else because you know it's like the culture and the alums and everyone and so they ended up moving them back um this past year so my junior year and when you go out there, like all the fraternities have their own tents and they just have um, like coolers and coolers of seltzers and beers. And sometimes they get um, fancy and have some four locos they'll give you. But it's fun because you just walk around and you're mingling with your friends and they all have four their locos own are four locos are fancy <laughs> for a tailgate. Yeah, I'd say uh, so. for a second. I thought that was like sarcasm, but like oh, uh, maybe yeah. Maybe it's different just maybe it's just different down there in uh in Louisiana. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, sarcasm. I, I say down there even though like it's up there from where I'm at, but Yeah. So is that just like big like a tent tailgate? Mhm. So they'll make the the freshmen or the pledges go out there at like 6 a.m. and start setting everything up and they actually start drinking way before the girls get out there and so we'll get out there on a typical game day probably around noon. Um, especially if we have like a later game, so we'll get out there about noon and then be out there until they start breaking things down and then walk to the stadium from the tailgates and then go to the game and then sometimes go out after if you can get there. How far of a walk from the stadium? Um, I don't know exactly how far it is. It's, it's basically walking from one side of campus to the other. So it's doable. It's a little miserable, but if you're really drunk, you don't really notice. 20 minutes, 15, 30 minutes. Yeah. I'd say between 20 to 30. Wow. That's, that's a little brutal. 
Yeah. Uh, so be, explain what were what were the tailgates like before then? Um, was it like right near the stadium? No, it was probably like as far from the stadium as you could get. So they're a, so they're a little bit closer now. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's all just like open lot. Like, is it just like a student lot? And then each fraternity goes in kind of just like reserves their own spot by planting the tent. No, they, I think they're assigned certain spots. I don't know what the process is for that, but they're all in the same spot every time. So they'll just send out a map and be like, this is who, like, this is who's where. And then just kind of circle around and see who you want to see. Interesting. So that's the tailgate scene. Mm-hmm. What about like the the nightlife? So if you, I asked everybody that I interviewed this from a different school, if you mm-hmm. had to on a scale from one to 10, regardless of how big of a party school it is, one to 10, one is like strictly like house parties slash frat parties, 10's like a bar scene. Where would you put Baton Rouge on that scale? I would definitely say like in nine or 10. More definitely far far time more bar focused. Oh yeah. Is it a place that you have to be twenty one to go out, or can you hand them a piece of paper that says I am twelve and you you're good? Yeah. So I think LSU is a little bit different from some other schools in the South, from what I've experienced, because um, the administration at LSU is very restrictive of Greek life. I would say compared to other schools. So the fraternities actually aren't really, I mean, they're allowed to have house parties. Like they've had a couple, but to have one, there's, it's very strict and there's all these rules they have to follow. So a lot of the times the bars just become the move because everyone just goes out and we have this place called Tigerland and it's, it's off of campus, but it's still, it's generally close. It's pretty close to the, like, stadium, too, on the same road. But it's made up of, like, I think there's, like, five bars in there. And it kind of depends on which bar you're trying to go to. But there's, like, three or four that are mainly, like, freshman bars because you can be 18 and get in. And they're not strict with, you know, if you show them something else that um, gets you a wristband or whatever you have to do. But then we have Fred's out there too. So Fred's is probably the one bar that's it's very strict with fake IDs. And that's the one that all the older people go to because it just attracts them that they're kind of away from that freshman year mentality, I'd say. So I know that a few years ago, Caleb Presley did an interview with like the bar scene in LSU. There is some bar there that their motto is we do the fucking what bar is that's that Fred's. yep okay <laughs> it sounds a little familiar yeah no it's it's the oldest bar in baton rouge i believe and it's i mean it's a really good time especially on a game day because i like fred's because it really has whatever you want from a bar like they have a big tent with the stage on it so they'll get djs out there they'll have bands perform which is really fun and then they have an outside area that's a bunch of picnic tables for people who just want to sit and maybe mingle and talk to each other. And then they have an inside area that has a DJ and it's kind of more of a club-like scene. So people are just dancing and sometimes watching games in there too. Is that like the one of the bigger bars then? Like, yeah. Like not just like 
people that go there, but like size wise. Yeah, size wise, definitely. Sounds like there's sounds like there's a good amount of variety to uh to go there. You got you got your loud scene inside and you got your chill scene outside a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. Um so what else is there going on like a, it, with Greek life then? So like if it's a nine hour or ten, like so the frats they don't throw down or they do, but it's like just all freshmen or how does that work? Um, you mean like having house parties and stuff? Yeah. So like, I mean, sometimes like if the university is more strict, Mm -hmm. especially like with houses being dry, they sometimes will go to like satellite houses. Like, is that a thing in Baton Rouge? Um, So during, during COVID, uh, definitely because like they weren't allowed to do anything when all the bars were closed. So that was really the only experience I've had with like the satellite house situation, but Honestly, for the most part, each frat kind of has their bar that they find themselves going back to. And the girls just kind of follow the guys. If, you know, they're going out um, to be around certain frat guys, they don't they don't really have parties or anything. It's like, oh, um, all of these guys are going to be here if we want to go here. And then I think for the most part, too, girls just go where they have the most fun like I've kind of gone through different phases where I like different bars for different reasons um but they don't do any like satellite house parties or anything so if somebody goes goes to school there and they're like a freshman Mm -hmm. do they need to be in a Greek organization to have fun um I would say like no but it's definitely gonna be a lot harder and you might feel like you're missing out. Like I was talking to this one girl and I had met her through a job that we both worked and she didn't join Greek life. Um, She had considered it, but she decided not to. And she had even told me I had run into her during a tailgate one time. And she had told me like, she kind of, she wishes she did and almost felt like she needed to. And I think it's because when you're going up to these tailgates at these different fraternities, Um, it's not really fun if you don't know anybody, especially the guys there. So like all of my good guy friends, I've met just being in Greek life because of different events we've had with them and stuff like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So are they strict? Like the organizations there, like, is it, they only pick up, they only recruit freshmen or is like, if somebody, let's say goes to college, the other freshman year, they hadn't really even considered Greek life. Um, are they able to like join at like a later point or is it like very focused on recruiting freshmen? No, I, it kind of does vary sorority to sorority. Um, but there's definitely an option. Um, you can, I think you can rush any year and just sign up like regular. I know my freshman year, there was a girl in my pledge class who rushed as a junior. So it is possible. It's a little, I think it's a little more difficult or I would say it's easier if you do rush as a freshman because you're with people in your same grade. And so you kind of go through all of the new experiences together, but it's definitely a lot of people do rush as a sophomore as well. Bros, we are almost halfway through football season as we speak, but we also have baseball that is unfortunately finishing the World Series in the next couple of weeks. Hockey also just started last week and basketball has already started this week. So maybe you have some confident picks, hot takes, spread covers, or over-unders that you have a good feeling about. My favorite way to add an extra thrill to your favorite 
teams or sports is to go ahead and put your money where your mouth is on the line and utilize one of our sports betting partners to seal your picks. So if you follow that link in the description, you'll have access to DraftKings, FanDuel, BetMGM, Caesar Sportsbooks, and PointsBet. And better yet, we're actually having a giveaway at the moment going on for some free pay-to-do's merchandise. So if you do follow that link in the description, creating a brand new account at any of those five sports books, make a minimum deposit, place your first bet. You will be entered into bi-weekly drawings to win both a t-shirt and a free hoodie. All you have to do is DM screenshots of you creating the account and placing your first bet to the Instagram account at Pay Your Dues Podcast, and you'll be entered into not one but both of the raffles. Creating multiple accounts will count for multiple entries into the raffles. Once again, the links for creating those new sportsbooks accounts is in the description and or the bio. Linktr.ee slash payyourduespodcast. So you said that it is your uh, last semester at LSU. What is what is one thing that you would give as a piece of advice to anybody incoming? Um, a boy or a girl or wh- however they choose to identify themselves. Like going to LSU or like college in general? Yeah, I mean, if somebody's going to school in uh, in Baton Rouge... I'm curious, like, uh, I'll ask in a second, but like anybody that's going yeah. to school there, um, like what, what should they know ahead of time that you maybe didn't know going into it? Um, I would say oh, that's a hard one. Or did you go on just like already knowing anything and just an expert? No, I would, I'd be the furthest thing from an expert. I would say, honestly, you really don't need to I don't know. I think you don't need to go out every single night of the week. I wish I would have learned that like way sooner. And I know it's kind of stereotypical, especially freshman year to just party really hard, especially at LSU. But um, I think learning balance is really good. I think the biggest thing is finding friends that you can do other stuff with, like just normal everyday things. Um, And that's going to help you out a lot too, just staying grounded and keeping up with your school schedule and with work and everything else. For sure. So what I wanted to ask, is there like, Mm -hmm. is it like French ties that why the city's pronounced Baton Rouge and not like Baton Rogue? Um, yeah, I think because all of like the, it's, it's got a large like Cajun background. So a lot of people um, in Baton Rouge and like New Orleans and everywhere or have like French ancestry and stuff. So I guess that's why I'm not completely sure. That's just what I've heard. How far away is, um, are you from New Orleans? Uh, New Orleans is about an hour, hour and 15 from Baton Rouge. That's nothing. So do, is it very common that people will do like a weekend trip in New Orleans or do even like a one night bender just go to New Orleans anything goes and then they drive back um honestly for people that go to LSU I would say no we and I don't we usually just stay around here I think because it's definitely a different vibe so going out in Baton Rouge you're going to be with college kids and um, more people that you know and going out in New Orleans is it's really fun but it's I 
personally I think it's for like special occasions just because like they party really really hard in New Orleans so uh formals like this <laughs> LSU have they banned formals or are formals a thing no we have formals and a lot of some frats will do formal trips to New Orleans or they'll do bus trips so um you get on a bus and then they'll take you to a bar in New Orleans and then bring you back so it's like a same night they come right back yeah some I think for formals it's more typical to stay the night somewhere but when they do a bus trip the buses will just bring you back at the end of the night because my FSU friend said that they did a formal in uh, NOLA Mm-hmm. And I didn't know like if it was a thing where if you're located that close to it, if you want to go somewhere else or or if they just would still go there. Yeah, it, I think it depends on um, the fraternity. It depends on the budget. I know some fraternities who have gone to Austin, gone to Nashville, but the NOLA trip is always a good option too because it is close. Any big formal trips you ever went on? Um, yeah, I went my freshman year. It was really, it was funny because my freshman year, the spring semester was when the pandemic started, but I had got to go on my friends, to my friend's formal, which was in New Orleans. So he's in um, a fraternity and I got to go with him and then everything got canceled. And so I didn't even get to go on my formal for, to my formal for like two more years. That was the only experience I had had for a long time was a fraternity formal. How was that formal? Um, from what I remember, it was really fun. From what you remember. Yeah. I mean, it was a while ago, but I think it was fun too, because my best friend ended up getting to go and a bunch of girls in my organization were there too. So it was fun just being with them. Yeah. uh, My university put a ban on formals, like, well, ban on out of town formals, literally like right before I, I went to school there. So and I mean, there was a few other orgs that tried to, uh, they tried to get sneaky with it and mm-hmm. did not work out for them. That's interesting. What reason did they give? It was because like some guy um, died the yeah. semester before they went to, they went down to a Lake of the Ozarks and um, unfortunate situation. Yeah, that is unfortunate. To, to punish everybody, but you know, whatever, whatever works. Yeah. So what is... If you could name like top three favorite memories from your time at LSU, what mm-hmm. what would you put up there? If you can, um, if there's anything that just like out of your like without even thinking about it, like that one time we did X Y Z. Yeah, um, I definitely will put national championship as number one because so when before I came to LSU, I did visit and I was talking to one of the guys who is in charge of the athletic foundation. And he told me every year that the national championship is played in New Orleans consistently, like LSU has been there every single time. And so we knew that year that the national championship was going to be down there. So I was like, there's no way. Like if LSU's there this year, that's going to be crazy my freshman year. And then the season started going and we were just winning and winning and like just walking through teams and it was getting so crazy. And then we came back in January and they gave us off school when we found out we were being, we were going to make the national championship. So we got two days off school and the whole campus just went down in new Orleans and we were just in the streets outside of the stadium, like watching the game on um, like projectors and stuff. And it was so crazy when we won and everyone was like just going crazy in the streets in new Orleans. 
that was an exciting thing to see. Like mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not an LSU fan, but there's something special about when a team just comes out of I don't want to say nowhere. Like they've always been a pretty good team, but a team yeah. comes out of not a preseason top five mm-hmm. team and then just goes all the way and then makes it and then wins it wins it out. Yeah. No, it they was were, really, really good experience for sure. I mean, you talked about Tennessee earlier. That's what people are saying this year is that Tennessee just kind of came out of nowhere and now yeah. like they I saw a thing from like a sports broadcaster that was saying the Tennessee fan base has been awakened this year the same way the LSU fan base was awakened three years ago. Yeah, no, definitely. I I would definitely compare the two, especially I got to talk to a bunch of Tennessee fans and they came down here and I think it was fun too. I think a lot of the fans, at least that I knew, weren't as upset that we lost to Tennessee because they were so excited that they won. And I was talking to this one guy and he was like, we haven't been good in so long that this is so exciting for us. And, you know, it kind of reminded us of like when we were going through that. And so I think we had like a mutual appreciation for it, for just good football, you know? Happy to see that everybody's, everybody's getting along and nobody's like getting into fights. No. We can we can always appreciate that. Okay, so that's one of the top three. Uh, what else you got? Yeah, um, these might sound a little bit cheesy, but I think, um, okay, I definitely think this is new too. So last weekend or this past weekend was Halloween weekend, which is always a big thing in college towns, and me and my friend went to a frat party that was actually held at Fred's. So they rented out the bar for Friday night and they had these DJs there that were, my friend told me that was like their third choice. They didn't even want them originally. And so I wasn't exactly sure how the party was going to be, but those DJs ended up being like, that was the best set I had seen in a long, long time. And that's like the most fun frat party I've been to in a long time. So I would definitely say that was top two, especially because I went with my best friend who I met through my organization and like we've been doing stuff since freshman year together. And so it was fun to just do it one last time and just enjoy it and be at the front and stuff. So that was definitely up there too. What was your uh, costume? Um, I went as princess Aurora and then one of my friends went as Cinderella and then another friend went as Snow White. And then the fourth friend was supposed to go as Belle, but the costume fell through. So she did her own thing. So just as those characters or any like revealing twist on it? Um, I don't want to say like, I wouldn't say like revealing. Um, Suggestive. Was, yeah, I would say it was just like a kind of a more modern spin on it, but nothing like super revealing. Nothing. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So I guess on that same note, like any, any favorite Halloween costumes you ever created or... Put, put together a war over your four years yeah. in Baton Rouge. Yeah. Um, I did really like the Aurora one at first. I wasn't sure about it until I tried it on when all the pieces came in. I really liked how it turned out. But I think my favorite was freshman year. Me and one of my best friends both got matching Dallas Cowboy cheerleader costumes because we're both from Dallas. And so it was really fun getting to wear it here and kind of representing you know, our culture back home. Um, but this year I wore it again kind of to, you know, I wanted to wear it like one last time as a student out of state. And then I'm definitely retiring it after this year. Cause yeah. I think that the Dallas cheerleader is an underrated costume. Yeah. Like, and it was, 
Yeah. You, like, I forgot about it. Like, I forgot about it being a Halloween costume. Then just like scrolling through TikTok, I've just like seen a lot of it. And it's like, that's actually like pretty good. Yeah, it was good to freshman year because I mean, that was four years ago. So it wasn't really big. And actually, it was hard to find those costumes. I think I found one website that was selling them. And then obviously it got more popular, but it's a really, it's a classic. I think dressing up as a police officer is far more overrated. <laughs> My little dressed up as a police officer this year. Like it's, it's, it's funny to dress up as a cop and all, but just so many people do it or have done it. Like it's yeah. not, it's not creative. Yeah. I don't, I, cause I like to look at other people's costumes and there really wasn't any that I saw that I was like, oh, that's really cute. Or, oh, that's really creative. I feel like, especially with social media and like TikTok and stuff, it's easy to kind of have replications of the same costumes. Any good stories from Halloween? Uh, you know, this, this weekend, or I guess at previous years. Um, that's a good question. Cause just, if you're thinking about it just off the rip, I, I have one just from this uh, last Friday. Yeah. Pretty much, uh, me and my friends had a little bit of like a pregame and then we went out just like down here in uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I was thinking, but they retired early, went in at like 1130. And mm-hmm. for some reason in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm not ready to go. I'm not ready to, to go in yet. So I walked like a mile to like the avenue where all the bars are here mm-hmm. and just went out by myself. And then I... I don't know. I guess I just got on it. Looking back, it's kind of like depressing that I went out by myself. But like, as it happened, when it happened, I was like, oh, whatever. I got to make something happen. And yeah. I left my phone in the Uber, actually. Oh, no. Yeah. Thank God for like iMessage and having like Apple computers and stuff. Cause I woke up to a text on like my computer mm-hmm. that says, hey, this is your Uber driver. You left your phone in the back. Thank, thank goodness. Yeah. I gave the guy like 40 bucks to like come drive it to me. Cause he said he lived like 30 minutes away, but mm-hmm. uh, that, that was, that's how my Halloween went. Yeah. I feel like that's, you know, more common than probably it should be. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Losing your phone in the Uber. I think my friend has done that a couple times. Well, does that ever happen to you? Mm-hmm. So any, anything that you came of, your thoughts uh, while I was telling that story? Um, honestly, no, I think crazy stuff doesn't happen as much to me as like maybe some of my other friends. Um, or I just honestly don't really remember. Um, especially not, no, nothing too crazy happened this Halloween, I don't think. I, it was good because uh, this year everything went well and sometimes you know things don't always go very well um I got home safely every night so I'm happy I think last year was very a really bad weekend for me just different circumstances started happening and kind of turned me off from Halloween for like the whole year like I did not think I was even going to go out this year but my friends kind of convinced me and it ended up ended really well so I'm happy if you're willing to share about last year I'm I'm listening Oh man. Okay. Um, I don't really remember the exact order of events, but there was a lot of drama between me and this girl who was my best friend at the time. And that drama spilled over into a fraternity and 
just started a lot of drama within the fraternity where both of us were kind of not allowed to, you know, go to that fraternity's events anymore. Blacklisted. And then, yeah. But then eventually, like, kind of more things came to light, and I'm still really good friends with all my guy friends in the fraternity. Like, it's not – it wasn't a – it blew over. Um, and there were just issues on the other side that needed to be discussed and taken care of. But then that friend – we ended up getting in this really big fight. She had a house party and she uninvited me, but I came anyway because her roommates wanted me to go. So they told like they told me it would be fine. I could still come. And then it was the end of the night and she was really upset that I came. I'm not saying like she's in the wrong. I think she's in the right, but I'll say like, I don't know. But she was just like screaming at me and then screaming at her other roommate. And then they were screaming at each other. And I was, like, crying, so I had to call some of my friends who happened to live in the same apartment complex, and they had to come and pick me up and take me to their house, and I was so distraught. And then the next day, there was, or a couple days later, I don't know, sometime in the weekend, there was a party, a house party at the fraternity that I mentioned earlier that had all of their drama, and ended up going to that, and it it just wasn't a good night. It did not end well. Anything uh, you're hiding or is that, or is that it? <laughs> no, I mean, nothing in particular. Just like the guy that I was talking to at the time uh, was there with another girl. So that was kind of traumatizing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know. So it was just like, so the, the girl who's your former friend, mm-hmm. she just had like a little bit of drama with you and said, hey, don't, don't show up. or and then, yeah. and then you showed up and that's it? Yeah, well, it had to do... Yeah, and it kind of started before that because we had an exchange. So an exchange is when the sorority and the fraternity are paired together and they rent out a bar and there's like a theme or whatever. And so we had an exchange with that same fraternity and she was not really supposed to go, but she did. And then I just like, I guess wasn't I wasn't around her the whole time and she was sat, like upset that I didn't stay with her it was just i don't know and it was a while ago is is your friend or was she at that time in the same organization as you yeah okay just just making sure so yeah so you you weren't fighting like over like a guy or something right no not over a guy but we were both at the time like going out with guys that were in the same fraternity but they didn't really get along. The, the guys didn't. So it kind of bled over with like us picking sides. Ah, and, yep. Yeah. That kind of thing. So. Exactly what I was about to ask, but you finished, you, you finished it for me. Yeah. That's just weird. Like I've, I've never been in a situation with another guy where be like, you got to make, you got to make that girl you're doing whatever with pick a side. Like are, are these, are these guys just petty or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, it was just a really weird situation. I had really never experienced guys act that way. Um, you know, girls have drama here and there, but like the fight that me and that girl got in was nowhere near like as big as the fight that those guys were in. Like there was one point where, um, 
one of the guys what he had called the president and was like cussing him out um and they all got in this huge fight at like their chapter meeting one time over the situation over two different girls or it's like two of them over the same girl um no it was over i don't remember the exact details but it was over basically there was certain things that one of the guys did and the girl that I was friends with at the time told the other guy. And so the other guy told basically his whole fraternity, you could say like spreading rumors, even though they, they might've been true. Um, there's more evidence that they were true than not. But so all of this, I would like, it was dirty laundry. So all of this dirty laundry kind of spread through the fraternity. And when the guy who it was about found out, he just went off and it really like divided the fraternity in half of like choosing sides. So I would say it was because of a girl or girls, but it wasn't over girls, if that makes sense. And is like that house fine now, or do they still got some beef if you know? Yeah. Um, no, I, um, so the guy who, all of his, you know, business was getting out to everybody. He dropped the fraternity, so he's not in it anymore. And I think, I don't think they talk. It's kind of just like a go their separate ways. But I think everyone's kind of gotten over it by now. Interesting. So long story short, you and, I don't know, are you still friends with her? or no. So you and a former friend basically like started a civil war within yeah. <laughs> you could say that interesting it so the house is good now though it's yeah, all no, it's all settled it's good the house is good they're good so this so you said there's more evidence of like whatever this guy did i don't i don't know what he did yeah uh, i don't i don't know if you're willing to share that but basically um evidence of him doing something Mm -hmm. And more evidence being true than not true, but there's still more people that took his side. Yeah, and there's more people that took his side, but also there was a lot of confusion over who found out and who told who, because it my it was my former friend who told his fraternity brother, because she and him had been dating, and I guess they had broken up or something and she kind of wanted her revenge or, you know, you do things out of anger. Um, I guess, can you just like, I I'm talking blind here, this whole yeah. situation. Can, can you clue me like a little bit, like what happened? Just, just like a little bit. You don't need to say anything like verbatim, but just like some hints. Um, he had maybe some health issues that he wasn't telling people about that he needed to. And yeah, that's like the biggest thing. Like, mental health no like um sexual health mm, um was he being you could say risky yeah really really okay. risky i i think i i think that i think that tells me enough yeah wow uh and then <laughs> i've i've definitely uh I've definitely seen my fair share of people who uh, are risky in in that same sense, and yeah, I don't uh, don't quite understand, but yeah, and it was it was messy too because he had he had hooked up with this girl before he was with my friend, but that girl's brother 
he's like you know the protective brother um is also in the same fraternity so when he oh, found out yeah when he found out he was not happy oh no yeah so then how did that lead to you and your and your friend going against each other like was like one of you justifying what he was doing or something no so it was weird because there was one night where I didn't go out and me and that girl we used to go out together like a lot and that was really the biggest thing we had in common I'd say and everything's fine now like I have respect for her I hope she's doing well but I know at the time like there was a lot going on and there was issues with that guy but what had happened was she had you know, had had proof of his situation. And when her and the guy broke up, she told the guy that I was with and had like shown him and his other fraternity brothers pictures. She ended up like her and my other friends went to his house and they were all like just telling him and his roommates everything one night. And it was kind of weird because I wasn't there, but I didn't like think of anything of it. And so they had told him everything. And I think she was just upset and kind of wanted to get revenge on the guy that she was dating at the time because they had just, it was when they broke up, but she knew that the guy that I was with didn't like her boyfriend. And so I don't know if she expected like him to tell everybody, but I think he did. And that was, you know, just the consequences of certain actions that occurred. Wow. So I, I guess, uh, I don't picture like bat like LSU or like most. I don't picture most Southern uh, schools as being like places full of drama. I just picture like Southern hospitality and and just a bunch of you know Southern bells or like whatever uh, Southern sweethearts from yeah, uh, from individuals. There's there's a lot of that. I'd say there's some really you know some Southern bells down here. I've met some really really great girls, and then you know I've met. I don't know like different types of people the guys down here are definitely different from what I've experienced in Texas um I think just like the college frat boy mentality is very niche and they have a certain mindset especially when it comes to girls like they're not gonna want to settle down and so it just becomes messy with you know girls getting attached or upset fighting over guys I don't know for sure. And so you said you graduate in this December mm-hmm. and you're going back to Dallas. You plan to? Mm-hmm. What's your plans when you get back to Dallas? Um, I don't have any set plans right now. I definitely have a bunch of different options um, of different things I could do. That's why I like the psychology degree. I can do so much with it. I'm probably going to apply to grad school and hopefully get my master's in mental health counseling so I can be like a LPC. But if not, I don't know. There's so many different things I want to do. So we'll see. So I was at Dallas about a couple months ago for a podcast conference back then mm-hmm. uh, during the summer. I'm sorry. Like there's, there's like something in my eye right now or something. So I'm just You're like, it, I'm like, it looks like I'm crying. Uh, Pretty much. I was in Dallas for this podcast conference and I don't know if it's just a thing during the summer, or if it's just a Dallas thing, or if it's all a Texas thing. The big crickets—is that a Dallas thing, or is that all of Texas? Um, I'm not 
not sure. I don't, maybe because I grew up there, I've never really, um, like, realized that. But it could be all of Texas, honestly. Like, we walked outside of, like, the club or, like, the bar mm-hmm. downtown Dallas at, like, yeah. 2 a.m. whenever. There's just these massive crickets everywhere. Like, is that, do you know what I'm talking about? The massive crickets? Um, yeah, I guess so. And it makes sense. Which bar did you go to? Uh, where did we go to? Honestly, I should know the name of the places. Um, it was like downtown Dallas. Yeah. Night, the nightlife in Dallas versus the nightlife in Baton Rouge is very, very different. No crickets in Baton Rouge? No, but it's just like probably worse. Oh, I don't know what this is. It's it's actually like really bad. It's, uh. I don't know if like it's an eyelash or something, but like it looks like I'm crying. I'm sorry if that's distracting you. No, it's okay. Do you need to take a second? No, I think I can, like I'm listening. I'm listening, but I don't know if it's. Yeah. I don't. Know, I don't know if it's distracting. So you no, play. So you got Alabama coming to town this weekend. Mm-hmm. What's your prediction? Um, I don't like to make predictions because I don't want to you know, jinx anything or end up disappointed, but I do really, really hope that we win. I think, I think a lot, we have good momentum from the Ole Miss game because we ended up winning by so much. And then the fans stormed the field that game. So I think that also helped kind of hype the players up more and like get them more confident. So we're all equally excited for Saturday. What's your gut telling you? Uh, We're going to win. Really? You said earlier that you were a little bit nervous for this weekend. So just, just Yeah, I mean, I think that's normal, especially because Bama's just always known for being good. Um, but I think out of all the like fan bases, at least in my experience here, like like Bama Hate Week is a thing. Like LSU fans hate Alabama, especially because, you know, Nick Saban coached here first and then ended up going to Alabama. So I think that has another reason. Like, that's another reason why they hate Alabama so much. Uh, random question. Do you know who LSU lost to uh, Nick Saban's last game at Bama? His last game at Bama? Who we lost No, no, hit, no, no. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Nick Saban's last game at LSU. Do you know who they lost to? No, I don't. I wasn't here when he coached here. It was Iowa. Really? Yeah, it was in a, it was in a bowl game in like Orlando, and I think I think Iowa has played LSU two times ever, and the series is like one and one, I, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. It was like it's known as like one of the most iconic plays actually in Iowa history. It was a last second hail mary that oh, okay. yeah that they the guy caught by some miracle, then ran into the end zone as the clock ran out. So just by an, by an inch. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. It's one of those moments where. You know, as an L- if somebody was an LSU fan at that game, they were probably dis- quite disappointed. But every now and then, you got certain moments where it's like that was pretty cool. I could yeah. I could appreciate that. No, it's impressive football. You can't beat that. So, I mean, do you go to like a lot of the LSU games? Uh, yeah, I definitely try to. They LSU is nice because we don't do like a raffle for tickets. You can buy just a pack and you get every single um, home game. So I got this. I got it this season. I think there's been two that I didn't go to and they were like smaller games. Um, but I went to all the big ones, like went to Tennessee, went to Ole Miss, going to Alabama. So, and I went to Auburn too. 
So, I mean, we had that too, where it's like you just buy like a student season ticket. Yeah. Through your time in undergrad, what was your most memorable game? Um, I think honestly, well, definitely Ole Miss. So two Saturdays ago, that was very memorable just because we all stormed the field and we had never done that before. But I think of all time, it would be the Alabama game my freshman year when we played them at Alabama because honestly that game was better to watch than the national championship even was. And we were like just so excited that we had beaten Alabama. So that's definitely number one for sure. You're the first person that has ever told me that your most memorable game is a win. Really? It's, it's like a toxic trait within like us as humans that the most, the, the games that we remember the most are the ones that we almost won, but didn't. It's like, oh. it's like we idealize what would happen if we want to won it. Like there was one year, my 2017 against Penn state had the lead with like four seconds left. And then they got a touchdown that was like, you know, disappointing as the clock ran out. And then I knew somebody that went to Penn state, their most memorable game was Ohio state beating them by one point. Yeah. As like the clock ran out. I knew somebody who went to Michigan. Their most memorable game was like losing to Ohio state in overtime. I knew somebody who went to Alabama and they said their most memorable game was that 2019 against LSU because mm-hmm. it was right there, but close, but no cigar. Yep. Well, since you said that, then from that perspective, it would probably be the FSU game, like our first game of the season. They played in the, yeah. And the Superdome. Yeah. And literally to get to score with one second left and then miss going into overtime because we missed that extra point that that was absolutely heartbreaking. I was I was watching that with my FSU friends and I was hyped for them yeah. because I don't I think LSU was favored in that game weren't they? Mm-hmm. And like was it like a, supposed to be close or were they favored by like a touchdown two touchdowns or something? I don't remember, but I know that we had the the home field advantage kind of because it was they played the, in New Orleans the yeah. quote unquote neutral site. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, is there is there anything that we're missing or anything else that that you should that you want to tell me about uh LSU or Baton Rouge? Um definitely. Oh, another thing if like an incoming freshman was coming here. Um I've had so much fun at LSU. I've learned a lot about life and about myself, but also like the crime rate here is just terrible. Like I don't know a person told me a couple weeks ago that New Orleans is like now the highest crime rate then Chicago, and then Baton Rouge. So um, definitely be careful if you're considering LSU. So is the campus of LSU, is it like right, like downtown Baton Rouge, or is it like its own little area within the Um, city? Yeah, it's not downtown. I would say it's its own area, but if you take just a couple of steps off of campus, like it can get really bad really quickly. And is the campus pretty isolated, or is it a little bit mixed in with the city? Um. I'd say I think it's like about half and half. So there's parts of it that, you know, are very isolated. And then there's parts of it that are right next to neighborhoods and like Tigerland where the majority of the bars are like the college bars is in like a very unsafe area. So if you take like three steps away from that, you're, you're fighting for your life. It's that bad. Yeah. Well, I guess one last thing that I do want to talk about here is the fact uh, that I 
we did conduct this interview based off of uh, our connection through TikTok. So yeah. how is the TikTok game uh, in your experience? The tic- Say that again? How is the, in your experience, how is the TikTok game? Are you, are you just doing it because like you just enjoy posting every now and then or do you have any goals with it? No, I just, um, honestly, the majority of the TikToks that I do make I only make them because I'm avoiding doing schoolwork. So I'm like distracting myself because I'm procrastinating. Um, but a lot of them are for fun. I, I like to think of myself as a creative person. So it's kind of an outlet for that. For sure. I don't know if it was you or maybe it was somebody else that goes to LSU. But there's like um, the song by I think it's George Strait where it's like I'm carrying your love with me. But mm-hmm. there's the voiceover, like, I'm carrying a gun with me. And oh. and it was saying, like, how do you feel safe walking around uh, Baton Rouge during the day? And it was like, because I'm carrying a gun with me. Yeah, that was not me, but I've definitely seen that. And it's definitely, like, warranted. Like, I know even some of my friends and sorority sisters who are very, you know, um, like, liberal. And so with that is kind of like, you know, they're certain people's opinions on gun control and even have them talking like, I want to get a gun when I'm here. There's it's just, it's just that bad. There's exceptions to every rule. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what is your favorite TikTok trend then? Um, that's a tough one. I, I think I'm more on like, my TikTok feed is weird. Cause a lot of it is like really stupid, like funny stuff. And then I have like, you know, my LSU and my sports stuff. And then a lot of just like, beauty stuff but um there's really no trends that really stick out to me right now i don't think i've been seeing a lot of halloween costume ones i've seen a lot of halloween costume ones i think one that kind of sticks out to me at the moment is uh this the one song where it's uh like i'm putting on my best show that that one sticks out to me right now but it yeah. it definitely goes through phases. By the time yeah. by the time this is uploaded tomorrow, probably will be over it by then. I'll be over it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. There's one actually. This one guy I really like. He makes um, well, it's like a TikTok account, and it's like there's one. It's like living in Louisiana, and it has like young boy driving by and just all the different aspects. And then on the billboard, it had. Um, the FSU, the LSU game, and it has Popeyes in the background and like Drew Brees walking around and just like very like niche things. And so he's done one for like every different area, or every different state. And it's just funny seeing like the stereotypical things that happen um, in the place you live. And I've realized since I'm probably going to be leaving Louisiana soon, like I'm going to miss hearing NBA Youngboy being played everywhere. Like the people of Baton Rouge love their NBA Youngboy. Like they're Boozy and Kevin Gates because they're all from here. So it's it's like very like heart of the culture. Like from Louisiana or from actual Baton Rouge? They're from Baton Rouge. Yeah, all three of them. Oh, I had yeah, I had no clue. Yeah. And then, I mean, you have your New Orleans rappers too. But um, I don't know. It's just kind of nice how they have so much respect for these guys that came that represent their city. I was at a basketball game last year and Lil Boozy was at the game, I think, with his kid. And they had, it made me feel sad because they put him on the Jumbotron and he just looked like so defeated because I think he was just there to hang out with his kid. He didn't want to 
have all the fans, you know, stopping him and stuff and coming up and asking for pictures. He was just trying to enjoy the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely makes sense. Well, I, I certainly do appreciate your time uh, out here. I mean, you said you have some plans to get to as well, as well as it also being Halloween as well. I don't know if there's any plans later on tonight that you're working with for, for Halloween as well. But once again, uh, Gabby, I really do appreciate you responding uh, to my request to do the uh, interview. I have had people back out on me before, so... Uh, really? it is it is very much appreciated you, you taking your time out if you're anybody that's still listening please make sure to hit that subscribe button the follow button whatever platform you are on and also pay your own news by subscribing to the only fans for exclusive access to the visual podcast ladies and gentlemen uh bros and hoes pay your dues and pound your bros or wine i think that's my first podcast i've ever drank wine during all right take it easy